HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Q Drinks, carbonated mixers made for your cocktail. Visit their website at qdrinks.com. That's Q, the letter, drinks.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The in them rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Hey, Souther. Hey, hey buddy. buddy. Haven't seen you in two weeks. I know. Sorry I missed the show last week, man. It's all right. It was crazy. Reynolds was here. Uh, dude, I, I'm really sorry I missed that. Although I did run into him last night at Boilermaker, so it made up for it. <laughs> I'm sure he did. And we didn't get to talk about our limo ride. No, that's right. Uh, we spoke about it briefly. I said you got kidnapped by him and tucked into a limo. Yeah, but I wanted to be there for that. Oh, that's all right. Um, but you were in the Hamptons. Yeah, I was uh, on a little work retreat. Marketing strategy kind of thing. It was cool. All right. With all right. Uh, my buddies at Brooklyn Gin. Um, so, yeah, that was a good time. Just Brooklyn, like Brooklyn Gin, mm-hmm. uh, those guys threw us a couple bottles for the party last week for Harrison yeah. Radio Network. Thank you. Thanks to, to you Gin. and thanks to um, Michael Neff, who I randomly ran into on the streets uh, and told him about the party and he gave us some booze. So, That's it was great. great. He's the best. And then I didn't get to go to the party because I had to work and, and you were out of town. So, we weren't even at the party that we supplied all the booze for. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody had a great time, as far as I know. <laughs> That's the way it goes, man. It is. So uh, we got a, 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 we have a show today. I'm welcoming myself back. Uh, so uh, actually, it's kind of funny. Uh, the last time we talked about this bar was almost to the date four years ago. It was January 16th, 2013, where we had our buddy Rosser Lomax in the studio, uh, who had just helped open the third man. Right, East Village. Bar, East Village. And it's been four years, man. Time to catch up on this. That's crazy. Yeah. So in studio today, we got Daniel Bedoya, who is the lead bartender at The Third Man. Welcome, Daniel. Welcome. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you. So what's uh, what's going on at Third Man, man? Yeah, what's changed? Uh, I have I, t- I took over the program about five months ago mm-hmm. um, with the idea of taking up... Uh, the cactus up a notch uh, sort of thing. Uh, again, as I was 
telling you earlier, I I don't know how the menu was uh, being operated uh, from the beginning. Uh, I know that Kasha um, had been doing a great job. Um, when I came in, um, the cactus weren't. Uh, I guess I guess uh, the owner wasn't as happy with what was happening with the cargo program, uh, some kind of tuning everything up. Um, I think uh, what I'm doing is I'm just doing this like little funky, weird um, cacto program. Um, I have things like um, red bean cactus, pandan infused uh, cactus with moonshine. Um, I don't think you see much moonshine around. Um, it was kind of it was kind of a around for a while. Like when all these distilleries, especially local distilleries, were um, getting started, they had a lot of like moonshine and like like white dog whiskeys while they were aging the rest of their whiskey. So it was pretty. It's kind of cool. Like you remember, like a little cyclical, yeah, yeah. Like I definitely had a lot of white whiskeys on the bar at Rye years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're doing like so it sounds like more of sort of a culinary approach to cocktails. Uh, is that your background? Where are you from? No, uh, I've only been uh, been in the industry for only two years. I'm I'm a baby in the industry, um, literally. <laughs> uh, and I just it's I don't better, know. I better than being like an old fuck <laughs> like us, man. <laughs> hey, man, and uh, I'll take the experience any day. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I've been in the industry for two years. Uh, I bar backed uh, for six. Actually, the first bartending job that I got in New York was at Jaybird. What what is now seamstress? Oh yeah, when, uh, were you back there when Latrell was running that he show? He wasn't around, but he was he was a opening mixologist or owner, right? I what? think he was just a, a consulting team, but yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, and that was my first uh, bartending job and first like uh, mixology driven character bar where I worked and it, like opened up my eyes and I completely fell in love with it. Uh, before that, I was just doing margaritas at a Mexican bar mm. uh, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, actually. Allentown. Oh, is that where your accent's from? Columbia. <laughs> Columbia. Well, that's not an Allentown accent? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, then uh, after that, I worked at Analog, this jazz bar in um, Greenwich Village. With, yeah. I don't know if you rec- uh, know Cliff Mejia. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Bonatesta, from the, he's now a nomad. Um, I met this amazing guy as well. His name is Mike uh, Bon. He actually is running the bar program at Olmsted. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. heard of mm-hmm. Homestead. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all amazing guys. After that, I worked uh, at Lumos, the Baijo bar, wow. ran by Orson Salicetti. So you did all this in a span of two years? Wait, you said you were a Jaybird. Jaybird was... Is, was I, I was a Jaybird for five months. But how long ago did they end? I'm trying to put the timeline two together. Two years. I mean, it seems... So that's kind of right when you started and they ended right then. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but you did a lot in that two years, it sounds like. Gathered, yeah. gathered a lot of stones. I definitely worked with amazing, amazing bartenders, amazing people that really like dedicated time into me, uh, and made me work my ass off. That's what it's all about, man. <laughs> yeah, get ground to a powder and then make something out of yourself. Um, how? Uh, so, how did you wind up being at at, at the Third Man? Um, you know, this is owned by the guys right next door, Edie of the Wolf, which has been in the neighborhood for some time now as well, and. Like, great restaurant right next door to a great bar. Like, how did you get yourself into that program? How did you get to the top of it? So, I was working at um, Analog. I was barbacking for Cliff. And there I met uh, Camilo, Camilo Lopez, 
which uh, got a job at the third man uh, sometime last year as bartender. Uh, and then uh, the Eddie, he was he opened a new location called Schilling um, mm. in a financial district. So he grabbed Camilo to run the program, the bar program at the Schilling restaurant. Uh, and then a few months back, five months, five months, six months ago, he said, "Hey, I, I'm, I want to, I want someone uh, to take over the program of the third man. Do you know anybody?" And Camilo was like, "Well, yeah, my roommate Daniel. Uh, <laughs> he's actually right place, right time. <laughs> yeah, he's actually looking for something. Um, give him a shot." And here I am. How many? Wait, what? What kind of shot did you get? It was sorry. That's a yeah, no, no, I, <laughs> booze joke. I was kind of going to ask something similar. <laughs> like, how did that work? How, how did that work? He, he, you just rolled in and made some drinks for the guy, or you talked to him? Interview yeah. process, like, like talk to people who are young, like yourself, and they're trying to get there as well. What, what, what steps did you have to take to so to acquire uh, this? Of position? course, I, I met up with them. Um, he kind of like tried to like read me quick and ask me about my like my cocktail philosophy a little bit. I think it went something like that. And he's like, hey, listen, you know what? Let's just, you come up with four original drinks. Um, you have a week to come up with them, and then we meet, and you make them for me. They have to be beautifully presented. They have to, you know, taste good. Do it. Uh, he liked to say, he's like, I want you to forget, like, about mixology driven. I want it to be chef driven, which I I feel like it's a lot the same. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a strong connection. There should be, at least, between the front and back of the house. Yeah. I mean, He's like, I want them to be chef-driven uh, cocktails um, and just, like, impress me. I was like, okay. Yeah. And I did it. I made four. Um, and the guy really liked them. He was like, all right, do you have the job? What did you, uh, what were some of those drinks? Um, one of them, the one that he liked the most was uh, I infused uh, pandan with moonshine. Uh, then I made this, my, like, homemade peach uh, puree with some, like, um, with some Austrian brandy uh, that they had just to like, kind of like get on his good side. I told him, hey, I use Austrian brandy. And <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely loved that. Um, Play to your audience, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then it was, it was that. It was, it was the homemade peach puree. It was pandan infused moonshine, coqui rosa, um, lemon. And then I just used like drops of Luxardo de Maraschino to like round it all out. Uh, honey. Shaken on a coop, and uh, I actually got oh grapefruit juice as well, and I garnished it with uh, oils of a great of a grapefruit peel. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was pretty interesting because you, you smelled, and all you smell was kind of like um, grapefruit, which kind of like throws your mind off. You're like, oh, I'm gonna drink grapefruit, but then you drink, and then you get this peachiness, and then this like like uh, funky coconutty finish of the panda. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. So he was blown away by by that one. Uh, and, is that one still on the menu? Can I go get that one? I took it off just because I was noticing that the East Village is not quite ready for pandan. <laughs> <laughs> well, right down the street, I think they do some stuff with pandan at Mace, no? I think maybe, yeah. Right to see? Yeah. So, you know, the egg's been cracked. You just got to get in there and make yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I was in there was a Christmas theme bar. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I went finally this year. Did you make it to Miracle? Yeah, yeah. I made it so, to Miracle. Such a fun time. Yeah, it was great. Um, th we're thinking about getting Mother Pearl on the program next year. Yeah, that'd be awesome. For the Sippin' Santa's... Really? <laughs> Sippin' Santa Surf Shack, whatever it is called. You're going to do the same thing at Mother Pearl? Yeah, like Boilermaker does. We're talking about it. Awesome. May as well. Get on, yeah, get on, you know, get on board or get knocked off. Yeah, candy cane striped <laughs> spizzle sticks. Yeah, all, we, have it all, we have it all already. Why not? Yeah. 
Um, so what? So what makes you so? Uh, you know, how, how do you? I was a chef for twelve years. Do you have any of that kind of background? I do not. Uh, I think what you're so trying you're just, to get at. You're just in there tinkering around. Uh, I mean, I'm actually. I actually came to New York for to be like a photographer. I love photography. Uh, and what I, I also have asked myself that question: I'm like, how did I even end up here? Uh, <laughs> like, so into it. It's, it's good to ask yourself that every once in a while. Yeah, I say, right, what am I? I've been every two three years. To, every three to five years. <laughs> what am I still doing here? <laughs> yeah, how did I get here? I'm like, it's been two years, and like, I haven't picked up my camera in like fucking six months. Um, but I think it's you know, in all arts, you have to find like, for example, for me when I was studying photography. You find you have to find out why it is that certain pictures look good, and what are the components that make it make pictures work, um, and others not. Uh, and it was always I think it, to me has always been about the question of like why, why it is that certain, why is it the watermelon goes well with rosemary? Why why is it that tequila goes well with lime? Um, and whenever, and whenever I was bar back, you know, working with other bartenders and they would make things, this cool cactus like this. And I would try, they would explain to me what's happening. And like, I would feel it in my, I had never, I had never, my, I had never thought of my palate really like, um, as much. And whenever I started getting into this, um, whole, whole like industry and world of, uh, your palate, I, I started developing it and just like feeling, just like tasting, uh, and that blew my mind, um. And to me, it's always just, I guess, being about that, just like tinkering around and wondering, like, why is it that certain things go with another? And yeah, there's me curious. There's yeah, there's some really interesting, um, some really interesting books and articles that have been written about these um, different flavor profiles that work together that like you wouldn't necessarily think, you know. Flavor Bible, love that book. Flavor oh Bible, my God, yeah. There's Tony Canigliario's book, which actually breaks it down scientifically. Yep. Like, um, yeah, it's like why why does why does coffee and banana work together? It's like, but like weirder stuff than that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like mushrooms and <laughs> like like truffle and uh, like uh, cantaloupe. Yeah, like there's I think one of the that's one of them. Yeah. It's like kind of weird, but it actually works in a really bizarre way. Yeah, that's definitely what I like. I, I like to just finding like weird things to make go together. Walk around candy ginger. It's my jam. Candy mm. ginger. <laughs> um, well, you know, you could consider obviously. Um, come on, man! Right now is the time. If you're a photographer, pick up your fucking camera and start on Instagram. Do you have one? I have. Yes. Start taking photos of your cocktails. That's what half the people out there are doing anyway. Just make them nicer. Yeah, yeah. And you could crush two sides of the fucking. That's street. working on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, man. Like I see a bunch of people out there who are just just enthusiasts of drinking who take a lot of pictures of their drinks and they have Daniel Krieger is one of my business partners. thousands oh yeah we well, had yeah, no kidding but like <laughs> I see it all the time but yeah. like thousands of following Kyle Ford you know he, he, all, all, most of his pictures are just a, a picture of a martini but he's got like 15,000 followers Trist, on Instagram Tristan Willie too I mean like he's oh yeah he's a, yeah he's a really sick photographer he's been out in New Mexico for the last couple of months but he's doing mostly landscape in New Mexico stuff. Arizona He's from Albuquerque. Anyway, yeah, it's just like the photography side of it is like it's huge, man. Yeah, no. Then you can shoot your own damn cocktail book. No, yeah, that's. I mean, (laughs) I I I do that more mostly for like social media and for fun Mm -hmm. and to like help promote the bar through my Facebook and my Instagram. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's it's only been two years. Uh, I feel like I'm finally uh, finding that balance between the both um, and dedicating enough time on both. Yeah, well, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show. It's like it's a difficult thing. 
as someone who's been in this field for as long as we have, I'm sure it's equally difficult for someone new because you're, you're all jazzed up about it. But like a, a huge struggle that I go through is balance. Like, I wish I had a hobby like that. I'm trying. Yeah, that's to, what I'm saying. Trying to, have a, trying to have hobbies outside of what I do. I've just moved in the yard. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just always working, which yeah. I super enjoy. That's, so that's the hard part. I really enjoy what I do. So then I think of it as my hobby. But then when I look back on my weeks that just go by, I'm like, okay, well, I did the show about drinks. I worked at the bar about drinks. I, I'm now the president <laughs> of the USBG about drinks. I went to two events last night that were both about drinks. Like, that's my life. That's all I do. So like it seems like this is a someone's lobbing you a gimme. Here's a, here's a here's a great way to use the two things you love and put them together. In some yeah, way. yeah, yeah. I definitely should be feeling thankful. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jordan Silbert, founder and CEO of Q Drinks. We're proud to support the Speakeasy. At Q Drinks, we make spectacular carbonated mixers crafted to mix with your favorite spirits. Based right here in Brooklyn, we're available nationally in six flavors, including Q Tonic Water for spectacular gin and tonics and Q Ginger Beer for spectacular Moscow mules. I started the company after a night in my backyard with good gin, really good friends, and lousy tonic water. I realized the world needed better mixers, so I made them. Q-Drinks uses real ingredients, a lot less sugar, and a lot more carbonation. The result? Clean, crisp, spectacular beverages that bring out the best in your favorite spirits. Using Q-Drinks, it's easy to create terrific drinks with just two pours. One to two ounces of your favorite spirit, and three to four ounces of Q poured over ice in a highball glass. It's simple and spectacular. Q-Drinks. Make your drink spectacular. About the deeds that made you Oh, go shatter me Sweep me up into your hands Then scatter me So, going back to uh, the flavor profiles and balances, is there anything that you've brought from, like, I know I tend to go back on, like, flavor profiles that, like, I grew up with, like, growing up, you know, in the country, and, like, I like, I like kind of boozy, bitter, barbecue-ready things you know um is there anything that you brought from like colombia that you are using in your recipes so not yet um i mean i mean not cocaine <laughs> right <laughs> you got a coca leaf uh, that is not uh, a, muddled into the bottom that of my is mojito. Not a salt rim guys i got a, co- <laughs> I got a coquito over here <laughs> uh yeah no not not yet uh again i feel like my whole life i've just been like eating just because you need to eat and like very automatic and i was very like really thinking about flavors um, that's interesting. I mean, that's, I, I, you're not the first person I've heard. You know of. what I mean though? Yeah. I mean like, it's kind of like if you didn't have to do it, you wouldn't. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we all love meat and like, I fucking love meat and I eat it and I need to eat. But like, that's, that's it. I wasn't really thinking about like, oh, let me see how this like, I don't know, tomato tastes right now or like next to this compared to whatever else. Uh, but the way that I've been doing, the approach that I've been taking now is if I find something interesting on the street or I have this weird ice cream with this, like, that's how I found out about pandan. I was yeah. eating ice cream in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, pandan, what the hell is this? It tastes so, like, it's funky, it's weird. What is it? But it's, but it's because I got into, because I'm into the, uh, this, like, world now that I think a little bit more about it. Um, so, yeah, it's just like a day-to-day type of thing. If I find something that's funky and yeah. new, like, I, I play around with that, yeah. I think it's 
that's interesting. You know, like to me, I've been I've been thinking about this stuff for like my entire life. You know, like same. I, I didn't. I don't know. I, I've, I've got like a backlog of all these flavor profiles and things, but it's interesting to talk to someone yeah, who's just so mine. new to it. You know, it's great. It's I'm like just I, I feel like you, you know, you're right. I've spoken to some people who come into it late and didn't really put a lot of thought or effort into it in the beginning, and now they're like turning that switch on. And I feel like those folks, yourself included, probably have a, uh, a little bit more of an adventurous side. Right. I've already got preconceived notions where I might say, I don't think X and Y will work together. And you're like, I don't know why they won't, so I'm going to try it anyway. And then you're like, holy shit, people love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah I feel like usually that's when like, great things happen because you know you weren't thinking about this before. And you, that excitement of like, oh, holy shit, you find something out that you didn't know before. And yeah, your brain works in weird ways and you create something. Every, cool every taste is an, a new adventure. Yeah, right. You know? like, and especially, I mean... You couldn't have picked a better city to move to. I mean, as far as that goes, because, geez, we we get everything here. Yeah, we can get everything. We can convince everybody to try it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's not like, like I don't know why I always pick on Des Moines, Iowa. I've never been, but I always say like <laughs> it's like Des Moines, Iowa. Like I don't think you can get everything, and even if you could, I don't think you could convince people to try it. I said that about Gary. I used to be a <laughs> Gary, Indiana guy, and then and then I found out that there was this really amazing like gourmet like market place thing that like the crushes it. just crushes it yeah, like, shit i had to find a new town now it's like like well i don't i don't want to pick on lawrence kansas i still owe, <laughs> i still owe the police some I, I, parking ticket money from way back in the day like 20 years ago uh, they've <laughs> forgiven you by now <laughs> uh, well i've not gone back so i don't want to i don't want to get busted for that um anyway so uh yeah des moines and i but, yeah, but it, so yeah, I think uh, you know. I mean, I, uh, honestly, I'm a pretty solid example of that myself. And Maury Margot, like, that's a fucking bumblebee, man. It, it, though it does, it should not fly, right? Um, I have so many weird things on my bar that people don't recognize, and they come in because they're excited to try something that they've never tried or to taste some combination of things that are all things they've never tried. So they don't even know what it should taste like separately. You know, I was there last night. Had that Florio Fernet. Oh yeah, cool. It's back. Uh, it's been Florio out for a while. Fernet. What is this? Uh, it's a, it's another Fernet um, from Italy. It's a little bit lower menthol, kind of a bracing, uh, sharp uh, um, aloe and eucalyptus flavors. Like it's lip smacking, it sticks to your lips. Um, but that's been out for a while. I haven't been I haven't been to the shop in two days, so I didn't know it was back. That's well, great. I went there for you. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate you looking out for me. Hey, man. Um, yeah. So you're doing some culinary work. Where are you doing it? You guys have a kitchen? You guys serve food? Uh, our kitchen is served uh, from Eddie and the Wolf. From, oh, from next door? Yeah. Because yeah. it's literally right next door, right? Um, it shares a wall? Yeah, basically. No, it doesn't. No, no, no. It's like next uh, down the street. It's One street. Two doors down? Yeah. So they run the food over outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I feel, awesome. I feel, I feel <laughs> bad for the runners great. when it's snowing. Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. What about the snow? <laughs> yeah, they fucking got to do yeah, it. We did the guys are troopers. When I worked at ZZ's Clam Bar, you could order from Carbone, and they would bring it over it's kind of like the most luxurious thing that's amazing i just love the idea of like waiters like running food down the street it's so cool <laughs> yeah it's yeah. definitely interesting they have they have a blast nice uh and what's so what's the menu is it is it the full menu from no it can't be i haven't seen no no, no it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a smaller more compact menu uh pork schnitzel schnitzel burger um ribs and uh fries Bar food. So the pub food, the pub, yeah, yeah. the pubby yeah. half of it's still with his Austrian, the with his Austrian little. Of course, yeah. I want to get that schnitzel burger. I'm into it. It's yeah, good. Man. It's definitely good. Schnitzel. Um, cool, man. 
So, are you? Uh, what's going on right now with the winter menu? The last change I did, um, I was a little bit more focused on uh, happy hour because when I came in, um, again, this is my first gig, uh, like managing anything or doing a complete menu, and I'm definitely like learning through mistakes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how we all learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and one of the biggest things that I um, kind of did was I, I changed the happy hour. I tried to like play it simple, but I think I played a little bit too simple. And I was doing this like build your own gin and tonics. And you can, oh, right. I saw something about this. Yeah, yeah. And on the can, old Facebook. Yeah, and you can add like, you know, whatever ingredients, cucumber, mint, basil. And like Spanish style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, which, you know, to me was, to me was fun. Uh, but it was self-serve, right? You did it yourself as the guest. Oh, that's at least how I read it. Is that how uh, it worked? No, but you can you get a list of the ingredients, and you would you can just tell me what you want, and I do it for you. Yeah, it's oh, like nice. a choose your own adventure kind of thing. I did kind of think about like having like the gin and tonic bar where you woke up to, and it sounded cool too, but it just seemed like it would be a catastrophe. <laughs> catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. If it's a little uh, messy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I it's always mind boggling to me when I go to those Bloody Mary bar places. It's yeah. just a train wreck. It sounds like Take such a great idea. Drink yeah, already. sounds like a great idea. Never translates. Yeah, so I, I did that. I took away all the cactus that they had, and I just put gin and tonics, beer, and uh, and wine. Uh, but then I definitely noticed a shift in the like people and clientele that would come for happy hour, and it definitely like kind of lessened a bit. Um, so what the latest change that I did was I added two cocktails. Uh, I, one is one of the best sellers that is a, it's a honey not old fashioned it's a peanuts inf- very simple peanuts infused with uh, bourbon honey angostura bitters um, that one is selling like freaking hotcakes that's funny that that should be the high seller with peanuts in it I know right with all the, the claims the of peanut, peanut allergies how many yeah. people have peanut allergies how many you see I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like to talk about it enough to where you think everyone has it like it's a fucking epidemic right <laughs> sorry Sorry for any listeners out there. They don't even <laughs> allow peanut butter in most grade schools anymore. I know. It's tragic, man. It's insane. It's iconic, man. That's like... Right? I grew up with that. That's like basically the only thing I ever ate. PB&J, baby. Maybe that's why I don't have that allergy. Right? Inoculate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the gin tonic happy hour, are you saying it, was, it wasn't good? It, it was kind I of think, I think it was just like, you know... Because I fucking love gin tonics. I went to yeah, but Spain I mean, and it changed my life. I think it was just like... It was there weren't many options. It was just like either you have a beer, wine, or gin tonics, and people are like, "Well, I don't really like gin." Not not everybody likes gin, I guess. I mean, not everybody likes everything. <laughs> uh, there's that's the voice of someone new. Yes, gin is pretty polarizing. <laughs> <laughs> so so I added this. I uh, had an old fashioned, and then I added one more uh, that I I'm actually super excited about. It's not my original recipe. I borrowed it from a friend, the guy from Olmsted, Mikey. Uh, the original recipe, it's a rosemary-infused uh, reposado tequila, Aperol, um, a chipotle simple syrup, um, some lemon shaken with basil, and a cayenne, cayenne salt rim, right? Simple. So what I did is um, it's the same recipe. I added, I added yuzu to it, um, a touch of campari just to make it a little bit bitter, and I flambéed the salt with... Uh, I found out in the... In, Eddie in the Wolf's kitchen, I found out this peppercorn called Timur peppercorn. So it's it's the brother of um, the Szechuan peppercorn. And when you bite into it, it's super citrusy. And it's like you're biting onto like a, 
miniature grapefruit that just like explodes and then gets your tongue a little like tingly. Uh, so I, I was like cool. tinkling around and I, I found that, put it in my mouth. And I'm like, holy crap, this is, this is this is cool. And I knew that it was going to go with that. So what I do is, again, I flammer the salt with uh, cayenne, absinthe, cardamom, and timur peppercorn. And then, you know, shake the cocktail, rim it. Um, and then I just throw one little peppercorn on the drink. So I tell them, sip on it. And then eventually fish it, fish it out, put it in your mouth, and bite it. And then everything just blends beautifully hmm. with that drink. Say the name again, Tibor? Uh, Timur. It's T-I-M-U-R. Timur. Timur it's from peppercorn. Nepal. Yeah. From Nepal, I'll check into it. So people are going, yeah, people are going crazy about that. They love to f- fish for the little peppercorn bite, and they're like, "Oh my god, cool!" <laughs> Interactive drinks, man. <laughs> Get your guests to play along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. There was a, there was a, a debate that uh, I was having with, uh, it was me and Joaquin Simo and uh, Eric Castro, Polite Provisions, and uh, we're talking about like olives in the martini or skewered, and Eric was like. It's like, I don't skewer them, man. They go in the bottom. It's yeah. Like, you got to work for it. That's right. You got <laughs> so to like get, get to the bottom of the glass. Interactive, it's a man. Soup. There's a prize in the bottom. Yeah, it's like cracker <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Castro. Um, what, so uh, just for everyone, everyone that's listening, Damon and I know exactly where you are. Where are you in the East Village? You're on 7th and C? Yes, Avenue C between 7th and uh, 8th. Uh, right, right next door to Eating and Wolf. What time is happy hour? Uh, it's actually a pretty long happy hour. It's from six to eight. Six no, to eight. I'm lying. Five to eight. Five to eight. Five yeah. to eight. That yeah. is nice. Every single day. Every single day. Friday, Saturday as well. Uh huh. Yeah. Saturday happy hour. The 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 happy hour game in Avenue C or the East Village, I guess it's like everybody has amazing happy hours. It's like you have to stand out somehow. Yeah. Uh, and that's another thing that I noticed. You know, you have Summit. That has most of their cocktails for half price, really good cocktails, half price, and I'm giving people gin and tonics. Like people are like, no, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna pay the same seven dollars to have a legit cocktail. I mean, I don't want to put down gin and tonics, but was the who does the uh, was it the six dollar Sazerac or seven dollar Sazerac? Who does Chris that? Chris Hanna at uh, Arnold's French Seventy Five in New Orleans. Oh crap! No, 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 no. <laughs> in the East Village. I don't know. Um, I, I want to know. You tell me. Let's go there. It's a place on the corner. I don't remember. Uh, but uh, anyway, I just like I just like the uh, alliteration of it. Seven dollars Sazerac. Yeah, man. Um, I never thought of that, but I'm pretty sure the last time I was at Arno's, that's what it cost there. That's just because everything's cheaper. In well, that's Orleans. true, of course, but still. <laughs> and also, Chris Hanna probably just hooked you up. <laughs> oh, Hanna, thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> He's the best. Well, speaking of happy hours, actually, uh, this Monday you're going to be hanging out with us over at my bar, Grand Army. Are you going to be behind the bar? I will be there. Awesome. I will be there. I won't be behind the bar. Oh, okay. You'll be behind the bar. <laughs> but we'll we'll shake a few drinks together. Yeah, um, let's do it. I'm excited. I have never been. I was looking at it online, and it looks, looks great. Awesome, man. Well, Super excited. Can't wait to have you there. Uh, this is going to be Monday from five four, to seven. 5 to 7. Happy hour. Monday. I'll be there, too. Why yeah, not? Yeah, you don't work. I don't work on Monday. Oh, great, man. I'll come, too. So we'll have some awesome. dollar oysters and some of Daniel's cocktails from the third man, and we'll just have a good old time. Bring your camera, buddy. Take some photos. Yeah, dude. Seriously, that's a good idea. From behind the bar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just shake shake oh. and snap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if I could do it on a motorcycle, <laughs> you can do it with a cocktail. That's right. <laughs> um, cool, man. Well, I guess that's about it for this week. Yeah. You I, should check out... Uh, everyone go check out Third Man in the East Village. Yeah, do you guys have a web- website you want to drop on us real fast? Uh, yes. Uh, the Third Man NYC. 
thirdmannyc.com, all spelled mm-hmm. out, third man, not 3RD. Uh, so thirdmannyc.com. Uh, uh, go see Daniel Bedoya over there. Uh, drink some uh, honey nut old fashions. Sounds delicious. Speaking of the East Village, um, before we wrap up here, uh, coming up this, um, ooh, where's the date? This it's it's Monday the twenty third right? Uh, was two things happening on Monday the twenty third that I want to talk about. As your USBG New York City chapter president, it's our monthly meeting. Um, it's going to be at Botanic Lab inside of Casa Mezcal, which is right on my street. It's eighty six Orchard Street. I live uh, just a block down the street. Uh, it's going to be sponsored by Creyente Mezcal. Um, if you're a member of the USBG, please join us. If you're not a member of the USBG, please join us. You get one free meeting. Come see us and see if you want to join us uh, and become a member. Uh, beyond that. Um, Tuesday, January 24th from 6 to 9 p.m., uh, the Chartreuse Hot Chocolate Event uh, with Tim Master, who was on the show a few weeks ago. Um, uh, my bar is going to be making a great uh, hot chocolate variation. Uh, other bars that will be there are Maya Well, PDT, Pouring Ribbons, uh, Sauvage, Goodnight Sunny, Saxon Parole, and the Wayland uh, with an ice carving demonstration from Okamoto Ice, carving, ice Carvers. Um, additionally, we've got uh, the USBG meeting on uh, the 23rd. Uh, at the Botanic Lab uh, at Casa Mezcal, which is just on my street at Orchard Street, 86 Orchard Street. And that's going on from 1 to 4. So USBG meeting Monday, uh, Chartreuse Hot Chocolate Tuesday evening. Uh, Come out and see them both. Chartreuse Hot Chocolate? Chartreuse Hot Chocolate, yeah. It's a yearly event. That's stuck in my head right now. Yeah, man. Tim Master, who uh, has been on the show just recently, he hosts this event every year. It's outdoor, in the park. He gets some kind of special license so we can all drink out there. Uh, We get an ice carver. Um, It's a crap ton of fun this year. I'm making... A mezcal and chartreuse. Oh, I'm making yellow, green, uh, and mezcal chartreuse. You're doing a disco ball? I'm calling it a discoco. (laughs) Discoco. That's an amazing name. Uh, And I'm also making chartreuse, uh, both yellow and green marshmallows to go with. Yeah. Because that's my my jam from the kitchen, right? We did. uh, We had a chartreuse Christmas Eve thing with Tim, and we did a, a hot chocolate with, like, cayenne and green, and it was awesome. Yeah. Chartreuse marshmallows. What yeah, man. The hell? Yeah, I used to make. <laughs> I them love long. it. He's new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm so <laughs> new. Right? I was like, open. <laughs> yeah, I used to make them long ago uh, when I worked uh, at a bar in Williamsburg, and that was uh, on our winter menu. Uh, I'm gonna steal that idea. Spicy bourbon hot chocolate with chartreuse marshmallows. I need chartreuse marshmallows. Steal it. it. It's fine. There is no nice. stealing. Only taking and changing and improving. Um, anyway, so that wraps up the show. I don't have anyone to plug for next week, so I'll have a I'll have a surprise guest next week. <laughs> so tune in for us next week. Um, yeah, and uh, if you like this show, please go to heritageradionetwork.org, uh, uh, tap on the beating heart in the top right corner, and donate to keep us pumping, uh, and also listen to hundreds and hundreds of more shows just like ours. Thanks for tuning yeah. in. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please 
Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.